Welcome to Understanding Christianity. I'm your host, Pastor Sean Cole. I'm the lead pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sterling, Colorado. I also serve as an adjunct instructor at Colorado Christian University. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I have a special guest with me. My associate pastor of youth and families, Dustin Smith, is going to be joining me for this podcast. It's his first time to be on Understanding Christianity. I'm happy to have him as we talk about the upcoming G3 conference. And so, Dustin, before we even begin to talk about our excitement for G3, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in Emmanuel and what makes you tick, all in 30 seconds now. <laughs> so just introduce yourself to our podcast listeners. Well, great to be here, Sean. Yeah, my name is Dustin Smith. I started in Emmanuel actually six months ago as of yesterday, so it's been great to be here, great to be the student pastor as well as pastoring the families here and, and just being able to navigate what it looks like to to be a young pastor and having a great community of people and great students to be able to to learn and grow with together but yeah it's it's been great to be here and um, my, my love is for students and I'm glad to be able to to grow in that here and this is your first full-time pastorate yeah yeah this is my first time and it's it's something I want to be doing for a long time hopefully and We'll see where we go from there. Awesome. And what, how did you come to Reformed Theology? Because you weren't, or tell us about your salvation and, and your journey to embrace the doctrines of grace. I grew up without any Christian background apart from a little bit of Catholicism and also Lutheranism. And it wasn't until I was about 19 years old where I saw the gospel transform my dad and, and really started to seek the word and also get involved in a local church and seeking God in prayer and what does that look like and it, it was several years later I think around 2018 so maybe about four and a half to five years before I began to study scripture more in depth I had other Christians in my life who had a I would say just a, a different understanding of Christianity which ended up being the doctrines of grace that was their understanding of scripture and the first domino to fall in my my, my pursuit of the doctrines of grace would have been total depravity because my understanding was that we all have a, a will to choose God on our own. And uh, a brother of mine on Facebook actually just made a post about a verse in Romans. I don't even remember what it was, but ultimately it was that we're slaves to sin. And if you read the book mm -hmm. of Romans, you see that throughout and, and throughout the entirety of Scripture that we are slaves to sin. And, and I began to question, if we are slaves to sin, then how can we have a will to freely choose God and then from there over the hmm. the coming years I think around maybe 2020 and that was a shock to my at that point fiance who is now my wife she's like what is all this well, where did this happen how did this come from and at that point around 2019 and 2020 I embraced all of the doctrines of grace and it just makes sense in scripture and it also is just consistent each point supports another point Awesome. So now you and your wife are happy Calvinists. <laughs> so awesome. We are thankful that Dustin is here. He's doing a wonderful job of ministering to not only our students, but also to the entire church family. And um, he's having opportunities to preach and to lead. And so we're excited. He's here. He's been here since about March. And so um, it's been a great, a great experience with him. Well, we are going to the G3 conference next week. As many of you know, I wrote a book called 40 Days in Philippians, Finding Joy in Jesus, and I'm so thankful that G3 Press decided to publish it. I'm actually honored and humbled that they would do that, and uh, they contacted me a few months ago and said, hey, we'd like for you to come out and be part of a book signing um, at the bookstore, 
so I'm going to be out there. The book signing will be on Friday. And so if you are one of the listeners to our podcast and you're going to be at the G3 conference, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to connect with you. Come by um, that book signing. Um, there's going to be a, a bunch of different opportunities. They're going to have tons of books at the bookstore, not just G3 books, but books from Banner of Truth and Crossway and Moody and Christian Focus and a lot of different reputable reform publishers a lot of display um, ministries being there. And so we're just looking forward to spending the next three days getting inundated with the sovereignty of God, which is what the theme is. And so, uh, Dustin, maybe let's turn it over to you. What are you most excited about or what are you looking forward most to going to G3? What, what's, what's driving you this time? I mean, this is, your, this is both of our first times to go. Um, but yeah. what, what are you looking forward to? Well, and, and for me, this is the first time that I've been to a national Christian conference of any kind. Shepherd's Conference has been one that I've eyed up for several years, being a, a big supporter of John MacArthur and just his ministry there. But, you know, like you said, inviting whoever is listening to this to, to come and, and build relationships with each other, that's one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to. I had a really great conversation with a lady this past week just within the church and have never met her before, just a stranger that reached out, but being able to make relationships with fellow believers who you've never met before because you have that instant connection because you are in the family of God. And Mm -hmm. so being able to meet people, pastors, lay leaders, or or just members in general who are a part of churches around the country and be able to build those connections, build those networks of support together, and be able to bond over uh, the, the love of the doctrines of grace and God's word ultimately, and being able to just take in these awesome speakers. Many of these men are, are people that I've been following for several years now, and I'm assuming many others as well uh, who have been following them for many years, and just the, the unique ministries that God has placed them in and the unique passions that they each have. You know, somebody like Paul Washer and his love for missions and, and the work that he's doing there in Peru and Vodi Bakum as well in, in Africa and even Josh Boyce and Virgil and the other guys at G3 and just the the growth of G3. It's, it's just been awesome to see and, and be able to mm-hmm. hear more about what they're going to be teaching on with the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been going to conferences all the way back to 2006. I went to the first Together for the Gospel and went to every single one of them except for the, the very last one I, I wasn't able to go to. And sometimes it can be kind of lonely. You, you have this perspective. I'm the only Reformed guy out there that's preaching expositionally and believes in solid theology. And then when you go to these conferences and you see, you know, seven to 8,000 people that are like-minded yeah. all together around the sovereignty of God, around the inerrancy of Scripture, around the doctrines of grace, singing, praising, uh, there's just that great encouragement, um, and yeah. part of the I'm looking forward to the singing. Yeah, being surrounded by that many voices is always a great encouragement. Um, you know, I like the theme, the sovereignty of God, and you know, great speakers in the different lineups. Um, so, who's Dustin? Who's your favorite? Who's going to be your favorite preacher that you're looking forward to? If you just had to pick one, like who, who's the one that you're like, oh man, I've got to listen to him, or I, I can't, I got to be in the room when when he preaches. <laughs> oh man, that is so. So tough. Again, I just praise God for the different personalities that each of these men has and the skill that they have in wielding the Word of God. I mean, you have Paul Washer, who, who just speaks with such conviction, but then also Vody Bauckham with just his booming voice and also the conviction there. And then you have more of the gentle-spirited Ken Ham type and just his approach and, and his emphasis on creationism and standing firm on the authority of God's Word. And then somebody like James White, who is just so articulate and skilled at, at explaining the word of god it is really tough i think still john macarthur being one of the most impactful people in my life 
being a part of drawing me to the doctrines of grace is probably still one of my favorites. Uh, unfortunately, he's going to be through video cast, but I think probably James White is my favorite, and just mm. because of my my love for textual criticism and, mm. and the reliability and transmission of God's word, just love the the skill that he has in that, and he's really equipped me in a lot of ways through that. That's great. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with Dr. White too. He was my apologetics professor back in 2000, almost 23 years ago when I was getting my MDiv, and we've kept in contact over the years. I'm looking forward to, I mean, obviously these big-name speakers that everybody's interested in, but actually one of the speakers that I've been very blessed by, and he's probably the least known out of all of them, is Mike Riccardi. Um, He's just written a great book on the doctrine of limited atonement or particular redemption, which has been an excellent book that I just have dived into and and really, not that I didn't know these things, but he, he basically presents a great case really against the four-point Calvinists who are Amaraldians. And, and so I'm looking forward to hearing him. I always enjoy Justin Peters. Um, I think he brings a great um, insight, and he does have that gentle but yet firm yes. view. And, of course, Vody is probably, if I had to pick my favorite orator, preacher, pastor, the one who has the best um, I like to listen to, it would probably be Vody Bauckham. Um, as far as just delivery is concerned. But obviously the content is what we're also interested in. And there's a bunch of breakout sessions as well. Um, I haven't looked exactly at the breakout sessions, but um, there are a couple of breakout sessions that would be interesting. So there are a lot of breakout sessions each day that look very interesting, and we're just looking over these on the website. Um, and so Thursday's breakouts, which which one looks good to you, Dustin, as far as one that you may be interested in going to? Well, definitely it's going to be the Teaching Children the Sovereignty of God. I recently started reading a book by Josh Niemi. He's got a, a very large following on Facebook called Expository Parenting, and that's his book, Expository Parenting, and just somebody who is preparing to start fostering and potentially adopting children and just navigating that process of what does it look like to be a parent who is discipling their kids and how do you teach them the word of God how do you teach them doctrine and all that so I'm excited to hear what Scott Brown has to say about Mm. that awesome yeah I think I'll probably go to the Just Thinking podcast live God's Sovereignty and Wokeness anytime I can hear Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker do the Just Thinking podcast that'll be great I got to watch them at the Ligonier conference a couple years back I'm actually as we were in like waiting for the podcast to come up, I got to sit next to Virgil and talk to him a little bit before he and Daryl went up to do, they're just thinking, and um, I got to see them do that live at the Ligonier conference, and that was neat, and so, yeah. Now, that's on Thursday, I mean, and that's Thursday, the first session. There's another session on Thursday that looks really good. Um, To me, there's a G3 Church Network panel discussion. We are a G3 church. We're part of the network. Uh, Tom Buck's got one on um, do we preach Christ from every text, a critique of Christocentric preaching. That, that would be an interesting one because having been a doctoral graduate from Southern Seminary, that was really pushed in the culture at Southern at that time of Christocentric preaching. My doctoral advisor, Dr. York, who's now the dean of, of theology at Southern, he kind of had some pushback on that as well. Um, there's that whole Graham's Goldworthy, the whole Christ-centered approach where, y- you know, do you shoehorn Christ into every Old Testament passage? And so I'd be interested to hear what Tom Buck has to say about that. What what looks good to you on the thir- the second session on Thursday? Well, I would agree. I think that is a particularly relevant one right now that we're dealing with. And then also, you know, again, back to the parenting thing, homeschooling and, and navigating. Hmm. Also, the public school system, as a, a student pastor, you have a lot of kids who are 
especially at Emmanuel Baptist Church here, we have a large homeschool group. Mm. We also have our public school students as well. And just navigating how to interact as a student pastor with parents who have their kids in public school and how do I disciple and help meet their needs and equip their students. But also homeschool students are not immune to the effects of the world either as right. all of us and, and navigating that. Right. That's great. And then on, um, it looks like Friday afternoon, man, there's some good ones. Justin Peters doing one on false teachers and the sovereignty of God. And then there's another one on preaching. Why expository preaching lost its prophetic voice and how to reclaim it. I, I may be, I'm going to be torn between that one and then the, the Justin Peters one. Which one looks good to you on, on the Friday? Yeah, definitely the, the why expository preaching. Just th- this Sunday preaching only my second sermon as a pastor and crafting and learning how to find my my skills in preaching and just my my identity my approach to it uh, that's something i'd like to learn more about and just get better at my craft in that but also i think the the need for modesty and femininity is again another just like the the racial issues and and whatnot within that realm Hmm. These are two of the more pressing issues within yeah. our society that we need to learn how to navigate as a church. Right. One thing that looks really good about the conferences, they've had a, the breakout sessions really geared towards the women. So I'm assuming there'll yeah. be a lot of pastors, wives, and, and, and women going there that will really be encouraged. And I think that's important, especially with all the talk right now, especially in our own ranks with the Southern Baptist Convention and all of the issues related to women pastors and egalitarianism. I think it, it's a it's wonderful to have a, a biblical place for women to go to understand true sure. biblical femininity and womanhood based upon what the scripture teaches. And I think why expository preaching lost its prophetic voice. I'm interested to see what he's what his argument or what his claim is, because, um, you know, expository preaching can be a verse by verse exposition of the text where you're faithfully preaching the text. But then there's that prophetic. Are you speaking boldly f- and with authority to the culture to your to your congregation so I, i'm interested in that and there's um, a lot of other different types of things um i know that on i think it's thursday night the cessationist movie is going to be premiered and so um talk i know you've been excited about that <laughs> dustin you've been putting that on your your social media posts what, what are you excited about the cessationist movie and are you going to start breaking out and speaking in tongues <laughs> when that thing starts and rolling around on the aisle singing hallelujah when no i'm just <laughs> Well, again, just like so many other topics, the complementarian, egalitarian issue, critical race theory, uh, gender and sexuality, cessationism, continuationism. There's a lot of misunderstanding. There's there's a lot of people just don't understand the definition or they, they've heard somebody else say something or define it in a certain way and they don't actually understand it. And there is a lot of misunderstanding within the realm of cessationism and continuationism and what they mm. actually mean and I think a lot of times even cessation or professing cessationists can look at continuationists and, and they're actually wrongly defining them and they're more of the hyper charismatics right and so just seeing the clarity within what what a continuationist is what a continuationist is not and then ultimately the title of the movie cessationist what a true biblical cessationist is. We, we do affirm that, that God is still working miracles. It's just in a different way and for different, right. di- a different purpose than the first century when he was establishing the church. Right. There's a continuum on that whole topic of like if you go f- to the far, let's go to the far left being hyper word faith, charismatic, name it, claim it. And on the far right end of the perspective would be, I know some reformed more maybe in the Presbyterian, the Dutch Presbyterian 
Dutch Reformed movement that would be like ultimately, like almost like there's no spiritual gifts for today. And so along that continuum, I've heard people say, I'm a, I'm a continuationist with a seatbelt, like, you know, and then there's, so that, when you just throw out the term cessationist, there needs to be some clarity in defining what that means, because like Dustin said, there's confusion on both sides. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That is a hot topic, um, especially you may have people in your church that um, are influenced by all aspects of, of the charismatic movement, from the word faith movement to stuff, posts they see on Facebook to YouTube clips to Hillsong music to even private prayer. Li- I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things. And then on Friday night, they are also going to show the Essential Church movie, and I think Paul Washer is actually going to host that with a question and answer, and that's the movie that basically John MacArthur's church, Grace Community, put out in regards to remaining open during COVID and all the legal challenges they faced, and so um, I'm excited about that as well, because I would just say from a personal experience, John MacArthur's leadership helped me and our elders during COVID to really navigate biblically, theologically, even politically, how we um, navigate these waters. And I will just be on the record to say that our own denomination, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, was no help whatsoever. They were more involved in the whole uh, Fauci conspiracy, all the different love your neighbor type nonsense that happened. And so John MacArthur's leadership was very helpful uh, to us as a church. So I'm excited about the Essential Church movie. What, what about you, Dustin? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Focusing on 2020 is, a, is part of the essential church, but I'm just excited to see how the church has been affected by, by the civil magistrate throughout history and, and how we as a church are to respond biblically to it. Um, just because something is going on or because Caesar tells us not to gather, that, that doesn't mean that we stop gathering. God has commanded us to gather, right. and he's the one who has instituted those authorities to begin with. So he right. is our ultimate authority, and we submit to him first and foremost. So I'm excited to see... Just the history of how the church has been impacted by government and regulations that it's tried to impose on the church and how the church has responded in obedience to God. Amen. God's word first. Amen. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen at the G3 conference. Um, it was kind of neat. Yesterday, um, my secretary said, hey, there's a guy out here that wants to talk to you. I was doing sermon prep and came out. And he's a gentleman in our community that goes to another church that's more charismatic leaning that is going to the G3 conference and wanted to know if we were going and He's kind of navigating how he moves his family aw- out of that particular context to possibly coming to our church. And um, it was just kind of a providential thing that um, he's going to be going to G3. And I'm assuming um, I have a friend in Tennessee that's going to be there that I did a preaching conference out there a few years ago. And um, so we're looking forward to meeting you. Um, love for you to come by the book signing if you haven't bought the book yet, in, or even if you haven't bought the book, just to meet you. Um, so Reach out to us. If you are going to G3, you can go to seancole.net and find my contact information. Uh, you can message me on Facebook. You can email me. Those are probably the two best ways to contact me, or you can direct message me on Twitter. Um, we'd love to connect with you and um, be an encouragement to you. Dustin, is there anything else you're looking forward to at G3 or any final words you want to say to encourage our listeners or just encourage, be encouraged by what G3 Ministries is doing? Very thankful for G3 and just the breath of fresh air um, and, and just all that, that they're doing. But the conference is something I've looked forward to the past several years. And finally, this is becoming a reality. And this is kind of a last-minute thing of, 
of us going, but just taking it all in. I mean, I, I feel like a student at summer camp, just <laughs> taking in all of it. Again, the worship, the, the food, being able to share meals with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and then the, the teaching, and then just being able to spend time with with you as well. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and this is maybe just personally with Dustin, is debriefing after the the, the, the sermons and just to have a time of discipling Dustin and talking through these issues and having some great theological conversations and just being encouragement to one another. And so I'm looking forward to G3. I hope you're able to go. If not, I think they're going to live stream it. But um, we're thankful for Josh Bice and Virgil and Scott Annual and the leadership at G3 and putting this on and all the work they've done and people coming from all really all over the world. I think there's going to be over 8,000 people there at the Georgia Convention Center. It's going to be a time of encouragement. And so um, just podcast listeners know that we're big supporters of G3. We're a G3 church. They they published my book, and so we're, we're behind them 100% in what they're doing, and we're looking forward to being out there. Any final words, Dustin? Uh, just, just great to be here, Sean. Great to talk to you all out there. Hope to see you at G3. And Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, let's all keep our eyes fixed on Jesus.